Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's another great episode of Four Guys Roundtable Show. Did you like that beginning? Just a little smile on my face to brighten up the day because everyone likes to see me smile, right? Okay, great. Never mind. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing tonight? We have another great show tonight. We're going to talk to what, your smile's whatever. definitely your smile's definitely better than mine, so I'd rather <laughs> see yours than mine. So, <laughs> uh, so we will be talking Star Wars trilogies, the final three tonight. And I know Darth Pat is so so excited to speak about this, right, Darth Pat? Right? Oh, always. Oh, see. <laughs> My. The enthusiasm comes through in his voice. My enthusiasm. Because he loved The Last Jedi, so. My enthusiasm is palpable. <laughs> okay. You know, feelings you were... of goodwill are immeasurable. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Damn. Oh. What is going on here? Um, oh. I'm going to tell you, when you were doing that, that our opening here, I, I really was like... Because I just watched the original Davy Crockett Disney like put together movie from like 1945. I was watching that with my son, and he actually liked it. I was very surprised he actually really liked it. And kids, uh, that, kids that age should like that Davy Crockett. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty interesting to go back and watch that now as an adult. But uh, he's talking about where he was grinning a bear. And he's like, the guy's like grinning. He's like, yeah, I just tried smiling. And I practiced on raccoons and seemed to work on them. So I moved my way up to, uh, oh no, he said squirrels. He was working on squirrels. So he figured he'd move his way up to a bear. And that like, that's what he does to one of the, the, you know, in, in that movie era, that time it was the Indians, you know, which we now, you know, they're native Americans. Um, but he tries it on one of the native Americans in the movies and the guy looks at him. He's like, Fuck you. Ah, and he like attacks him. <laughs> I was trying to grin, you know, I was gritting the YouTube uh, YouTube fans. There you go. That's what I was doing. But it just looked creepy from you. No. <laughs> hey. I'll take it. It is what it is. Excuse me. That's fine. So yeah, I'm doing well, as you can tell. <laughs> and I'm not drinking tonight. Nothing but water tonight. Yeah, no alcohol for me either this evening. Is it, this is an alcohol-free podcast. Yeah, well, yep, I, don't I have think... the uh, redneck sippy cup right here. <laughs> With his, you got lemonade or iced tea? Got me some iced tea up in my sippy that's, cup. That's fantastic. Yes, that's sir. Like some good old iced tea, some sweet tea, need some sweet tea. Some. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Some moonshine chilling in there, you know. You never know. <laughs> oh, Lord so you can't get Darth Pat to even smile or just you know giggle or grin or nothing at those that antics that me and Jeremy. Right. Stone like, face. Looks like Jeez. somebody put a turd pie in his in front of him and he's got to sit there and just deal with it. Lord have mercy. <laughs> and he at least at least Pat didn't curious. at least Pat didn't have to watch a Florida State game like me and Joe today. So uh, we can skip that whole part. Oh oh. <laughs> Thank you for playing along. Oh, using those wonderful force powers. Oh, beautiful. For our, for our listeners, uh, Darth Pat was just force joking me. Maybe. <laughs> you know. 
kind of go along with our theme of Star Wars here, which I was very happy. I found my very, uh, I found my older Star Wars shirt. I couldn't find any of my. I used to have a Star Wars shirt with Darth and Darth Vader and Luke fighting, but I that one got really old and faded, so I kind of threw that one away. But I was able to find this one, so I was pretty happy for today because we're talking Star Wars. So you know, I wanted to make sure I had a Star Wars shirt. So any, you guys got any stories? Anybody have anything interesting happening since our last podcast? Um, nope. No. <laughs> No, no stories. It's well, been a ferocious week at work. So, yeah, no, no, <laughs> nothing. Well, I'm going to nothing. tell you, I was very, very excited today because my little son, my son Lucas, who is three, decided to go downstairs with my wife because my wife's setting up for this uh, um, like huge garage sale. I would that's how I deem it. It's called Just Between Friends, and it's it's a they call it a consignment sale, but it's like a huge garage sale. But gotcha. she'll go sell stuff there, make some money, use that money to buy Christmas gifts, which is pretty cool for the kids because they're nine and three. They don't need a forty brand new toys. You know, no. we can give them hand me down toys that look brand new anyways, and they don't care. They're just happy to have brand new toys. You know, it's all they care about. Um, but. He was downstairs with my wife while she was doing some of this, and he came across my stash of G.I. Joe stuff. Oh, and... I saw you post that today. Yeah, <laughs> or she did. One of you two did. I saw that. Some cool and stuff he, in there, bro. Yeah, I know. He came up, and he's like, Dad, can we play with the big truck? I'm like, what big truck? I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? So I'm like, and she's like, hey, I don't want him bringing any toys up. I'm like, okay. So I went down with him, and I'm like, what big truck, buddy? And he points to it. He's like, oh, G.I. Joe's? You bet, buddy. We can play G.I. Joe's. So I got all my G.I. <laughs> Joe stuff out that I had because um, I have – I don't have a ton of it, but I had the mobile command center, the G.I. Joe mobile command center. That's the thing that folds out in like three, three different yeah. tiers, which is really cool. I had some of the Tiger Force stuff. I had the boat, the jet plane, and uh, the, the uh, four-wheeler. And then I had a couple other vehicles, but um, it sucks because all the rubber bands are starting to there because they're so old. I mean, these are like 1987, 88 toys, maybe 89. So they're all really freaking old. I mean, geez, they're older than my oldest daughter. Um, so <laughs> you, can, you can get new rubber bands for them. I know. I saw that. I was super That's excited. I was like. What? Amazon? Somebody's selling rubber bands for G.I. Joe's? So I was like, holy shit. I was like, I'm fixing all these fucking things. <laughs> you should see how much that base is worth. And the Tiger, the Tiger well, vehicles, man. Well, I looked into the base. If it if it was brand new in the box, which, what the hell kid keeps shit brand new in the box like that? But anyways, yeah. if it was brand new in the box, I could uh, legitimately sell for 400 bucks, which is nuts. Um, the Tiger Force vehicles, I looked some of those up. Those are a, lot, a couple hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks, depending on the what vehicle it was and stuff like that. Of course, all in the box, which I had to. <laughs> I've ruined the value of all that stuff, anyways, already. But I had to super glue because the plastic got kind of warped on the engines of the fighter jet. So I had to okay. super glue them so they didn't keep falling out. Because like every five minutes, Lucas was turning the plane upside down and the engines were falling out. <laughs> so. And then super glued them so they didn't fall out anymore. But I'm excited because I am going to fix all my Joe figures and so he can play with them. And if they break, I just have another rubber band to fix them with. So no big yep. deal there. Jeremy, there's a uh, there's a uh, GI Joe game coming out in October. It's like a third person shooter for the Switch and stuff. Nice. That's sweet. I wish they would come out. Somebody just told me that they just came out with 
new six and six inch figures, which I was never a big fan of the bigger figures. I always liked those three point seven five four inch figures, whatever they called them. Yeah. I always liked those ones, and that's what I have. Um, when my dad was a kid, he had the big twelve inch Joe figures, which was like Duke and the bad guy wasn't even uh, wasn't even Cobra Commander at that time. I don't know who the bad guy was, but so told, yeah, yeah, I've seen those. But the yeah, six inch ones are pretty cool. Yeah. Well, they can put a lot more detail into the six-inch ones too. Just that, just that two inches makes a big difference in what they can do with detail and stuff like that. But that's what she said. Because <laughs> 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 yeah, if he did say something, I was about to say something. But she never told you that. <laughs> somebody had to. Somebody had to say it. Say it. You guys were sitting there. I was. I was like, all right. <laughs> and Pat remained stoic. I knew that joke was coming as soon as you said that. It would have been better if you would have said it, Pat, I think. But uh, I'm a little slow in the... Uh... Yeah, we know you're a little slow. <laughs> no, I was going I was going to say something, uh, something else. Uh, and I said, no, let's not finish that sentence. <laughs> I think it was better with this thing, I'm a little slow. <laughs> Oh yeah, so that was my excitement today, and then tomorrow we have some family coming over for a little cookout. Now, so. so, not a super busy weekend, but a fun weekend, which is pretty cool. I always enjoy those weekends; they get you out of work mode when you, you know, when you're not working the weekend. So, which is nice. Uh yeah, that happens to me every once in a while. <laughs> well, the retail business will do that to you. Don't don't get a whole lot of weekends off. You're lucky if you get a week. Two weekends, yeah. Two weekends from now is my is I'm off that weekend. I know. So. Yeah. So yeah, I remember those days of working retail and like working every Saturday and Sunday and never having those days off. Though that that always blew <laughs> really bad. Still does. Yeah. But you know it is. I did, it's I, I did my time there, so. <laughs> did his time like it was jail. <laughs> Well, I mean, between that and then doing tech support on the phone, you know, I did those jobs for uh, 12 years combined. So, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Call center life. What a grand and, and old time. Know, and you know what? It call center, working in a call center, because um, for everybody that doesn't know, uh, Theo and myself both work in a call center. Um, and it's not terrible. It's just it, some days are better than others. It does, sometimes it depends on what position you're into. Like I know Theo's in management, so that can be a pain in the ball sometimes. <laughs> I mean, retail's like that too. Yes, it depends what kind of it depends what kind of customers you have to deal with. If you get the crotchety old people like I got today, then they're always fun. They want me to bring their shoes to them, and I, I don't work at a shoe store where we do that. It's self service. I'm not bringing you every pair of shoe you want. So, yeah. and when they're yeah. in their 80s, they think that that's how things work because that's how it worked 45 years ago. <laughs> but it doesn't really work that way anymore. Yeah, I remember our days of champs. Oh, the days of champs. Oh yes. Goods, which I don't even think they have the sporting goods portion put on there. It's just champs. It's just, no it says champs now. Yeah. <laughs> like we take off the sporting goods. We're not a sporting goods store. We're just champs. Um, but yes, oh, yeah, because they, they used to have ball, basketballs and that stuff. I don't know if they even have that stuff anymore there. Yeah. I think it's just clothes and shoes now. Yeah, the last time I was in the Champs, um, they had the hats, 
Yes. I, I think they got rid of jerseys. Um, or if they did, they were very um, – No, they, they still have jerseys. They just – they don't have, like, basketballs and all that kind of stuff that they used to have. They, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely clothing. It's yeah. mo- clo- clothing and shoes and hats. Yeah. And it was very weird because the – they moved the shoes from the wall to the, to middle, the middle of the freaking floor yeah. on a pyramid thing. I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, I, I actually feel like, like it. I actually kind of like that setup. I don't have a problem with that. I actually kind of like it because they were trying to differentiate themselves from Foot Locker. Yeah, so their, their setup is completely different from Foot Locker now, so they've at least done that. But it's, it's very different than when we worked there. I felt like For when sure. people walked into the store, like the very first thing we would do is greet them like hey how you doing having a good that day? doesn't hey, always happen anything? yeah if you need anything let me know now it's like you could walk through the store like two or three <laughs> times and maybe nobody talks to you <laughs> so i don't know if they change the way they're doing things that way or if they just have shitty workers now there we, we still we're still supposed to greet everybody at famous footwear like we're still supposed to greet everybody that comes in and say goodbye to them too we're still supposed to do that yeah, I think I think it's uh, the goodbye thing is cool, but I think it's important regardless of what kind of customer service you work in, especially in retail, to to greet your customer and say, "Hey, how are you doing today?" You know, they may not answer. Sometimes they do, but you know, well, sometimes they're on their phone and they ignore you, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, that's actually not a bad thing sometimes because they could be really angry and be like, <laughs> "I'm glad you're not talking to me right now." <laughs> Well, usually, usually when that person leaves, if they're on their phone the whole time, I scream at them, "Have a nice day!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they love that. Well, it's, we every once in a while you get the one that comes in and they their conversation, the whole store hears their conversation. Those people are really awesome when you oh. the whole store hears their phone conversation because they're they important. The, are they the ones that have their phone on speaker? And talking to them on speakerphone, or or you just hear their end of the conversation, oh. but you, you can still hear their their whole conversation and like, wow, don't really know if I want to hear this whole conversation in my store. Can you get out of my store and have that conversation? I don't really want to hear about what happened last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those... you, you need to be more pervy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> it's it's just it's funny. I. Lo- Ever since like reality shows came out and they they you know make them put them put every call on speakerphone like that all of a sudden became the thing to do like for a a lot of people it's like walk around with your phone on speakerphone I, so everybody can hear your conversations I, like like I don't want to hear your boyfriend girlfriend mother daughter whoever it is yell at you and curse at you like like your conversation I don't need to hear that like yeah like <laughs> yesterday when I uh. Or no, today when I got my food, I went and got my food on my break, and when I was walking back in the store, I was talking to Nicole, and I had her on speaker because I was, my food was in my hands. And the 30 seconds I was walking through my store, I was, like, embarrassed because she was on speaker, and I there were customers. I was like, I didn't want to do it that way, but I, I, my, my hands were full with food. So I was, like, running to get in the back room. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of doing that. Uh, the only time I ever had my phone on speaker is on certain uh certain occasions and that is like i'm in the car like i'll put my phone on speaker because i'll have it in my lap because i don't so i can have both hands on the wheel and full attention because i don't have to look at my phone to talk to it you know you don't you don't have your your phone doesn't like connect through your your radio uh it does so if i have it plugged in all i got to do is answer it and it comes right through the speakers and then right. she can hear me so i just got to turn down the volume on my radio and then it's okay so yeah that's 
when I usually have it on speaker or something like that, just so. Um, and if I'm walking around the house, I'll have it on speaker because I'm the only one here. So what does it matter who hears the conversation because there's nobody to hear it? Uh, or if my kids want to talk in the same time that I want to talk. So, but it's never out in public. Like I think I personally think that's rude to, I agree. to have to have the person on the other end not know that they're on speaker and everybody can hear what they're saying. Because I've heard people do that, and they're like, you know, people can hear you talking like that. I'm like, well, they wouldn't if you took it off a speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have no idea that your person just said some kind of rude thing. Um, but, Pat, anything to add before we jump into this wonderful, thing, wonderful, wonderful thing that we call a podcast? Can we really jump into it? <laughs> I mean, well, if you're going to jump into it, I'll watch, Pat. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, do we still have Yosef with us? Yes. Well, he's here. He's here. Not to worry. Me. So he'll 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 be here when he's needed. Um, but we are going to jump into our podcast. But before we do, as always, we want to say thank you to everybody that is joining us, uh, wherever you're seeing this, however you're seeing this. If it's YouTube, awesome. If it's you know iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Awesome, too. We're glad that you're just joining us because we do appreciate you guys tuning in. If you are catching us on YouTube, though, we do want you to turn on those notifications. Uh, give us a big thumbs up and subscribe to the channel so you never miss an episode and you can always find us. And leave us a comment. We'd love to know what you guys are thinking about the episodes that we're putting out and see if you have any ideas for us for episodes because we'd love to know what you guys want to hear about or hear us talk about at least maybe it'll be really random uh like next week's episode might just be um and also make sure that if you are catching us on itunes you leave us a rating so we can jump with the charts and other people like you can hear us and have fun listening to us all as always um catch us on boy oh yeah catch us on twitter that's what i was going to say catch us on twitter at four the number four guys with a z round table as well as um, don't forget to always, always, always turn, tune in. I can't talk today. Well, this is going to be bad. Tune in to the end of the show. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. When, when, can, when can Jeremy talk? <laughs> I know. I stumble over my words too, way too often. It's terrible. Um, but we do want you to tune in to the end of this show as long as we can get to the end of the show today. <laughs> and catch the Mount Rushmore of today's theme, which is Star Wars, the sequels, which is the last three episodes, which is the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi, and then the Rise of Skywalker. So we're going to be talking about that. We got a couple different topics that we're going to talk about. As always, it's not just one random topping, talking fest. So we're going to start off with should the three final movies, should the final three movies, have had different directors? Do we think they should had have had different directors? It's very different. You don't see that very often. Uh, usually it's one person directs multiple movies if there's a series of them. But they did do something a little bit different. And you guys will have to help me out because I never remember directors. Wasn't J.J. Abrams the director of two of them? Yes. Yes. Okay. And that was um, the first Seven and nine. Say that again? Seven and nine. Seven and nine. Okay. So the first one and the last one and the middle one was done by who? Rian Johnson. Okay. Thank you. So um, it's definitely different. I don't think it hurt the series at all. Those three movies, I don't think it hurt them. Uh, by any means, I feel like cinematically and everything like that, they were 
relatively the same, maybe a little bit different if you're probably paying much closer attention than I was. But uh, let me let me go to AJ since he looks like he's biting at the you know, chomping at the bit there to say something. Go ahead, AJ. I just I, I would have preferred that if they were going to have Abrams do seven to nine, that he do eight because the other guy changed. It was his he had his view of how he wanted things to go, which was clearly not the same as Abrams. So he changed stuff. He had things he wanted to do. And then Abrams in the ninth one was trying to fix the messes that the other guy made, essentially. So uh, point something out, because I'm not quite I don't I didn't quite catch that. Like with uh, like when I watched the movies, I didn't catch what you are mentioning. Like what were some of the things that were different that Abrams Pat, had to fix? This is this is let, let, let Pat take this just because he knows more. Okay, go ahead, Darth Pat. Help me out here. Well, I was gonna kind of save this for later, but um, there was a lot. Having just rewatched all of them this week, and I basically watched both Last Jedi and Eyes of Skywalker pretty much back to back this afternoon into the evening. Uh, there's a lot of concepts, settings, story points that they went with in The Last Jedi that they then basically just ignored in Rise of Skywalker. Okay. For whatever reason, but I can tell you my view what they are. And that's mostly that Last Jedi had a very divisive response. Quite possibly the most divisive response of any Star Wars movie. Uh, Even worse so than any of the prequels, I really think. And... I think they overreacted to those responses and changed course and just said, all right, we're just not going to bother talking about these things in Rise of Skywalker. And one of the issues I had, well, hold on, just, I mean, one of the issues I had with Last Jedi was I felt in a lot of ways there was not enough plot, not enough story, uh, and then it dragged in a few places, and then Rise of Skywalker, I feel like they kind of almost overcompensated and there's way too much plot, way too much story going on. I've always kind of had a, an analogy in my head of Rise of Skywalker to X-Men The Last Stand, where there were just like too many storylines going on at one time. Mm-hmm. But in Last Jedi, you know, I mean, the character of Rose, you know, kind of worked a lot of people. And then she's practically non-existent in the Rise of Skywalker. Very now, they, cl- yeah. they, cl- they claimed that was because most of her scenes were supposed to have been with you know with with princess leia uh and obviously they could only they only had the footage of carrie fisher fisher that they had as they certainly weren't recasting the role uh i called bs on that because of when carrie fisher passed away relative to when rise of skywalker came out or uh, last jedi came out so i think that's a you know a, a bs excuse but that's one thing the whole kind of segue uh if you will that rose and finn and bb8 take to canto bite to find the code breaker you know they talk about how you know like everybody who's there you know was like a war profiteer and then benicio del toro's character yes <laughs> uh, implies that like you know oh look they're selling to you and to them you know so uh and then, like, you know, because he's saying, so he's saying, like, there's really no good guys and bad guys kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's the whole thing with, like, uh, 
the animals that are being abused for like the races and then all the children that are there on the planet. And I mean, you got to remember the last shot of the last <laughs> Jedi then is back there with those kids. Like they're like, you know, telling the story of like Luke Skywalker and everything before they come and get it broken up. And then you see the one kid very clearly, like, you know, use the force to bring the broom to him and everything. So, and like, obviously there's none of nothing about any of that shit stuff in rise of Skywalker. Now there was talk at one point that Ryan Johnson was supposed to be making his own, like kind of standalone star Wars movie or series at one point. I have no idea if that's still on the horizon at all, but it almost felt like a lot of the stuff that he was doing in last Jedi then was like kind of laying the ground for that. And unfortunately just doesn't work like that. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you this question, Darth Pat. You said that there was a pushback uh, towards last uh, towards the rise of Skywalker, and that's and are we talking about like people on Twitter and stuff like that, like fan base, like pushback? Yeah, the greater. I mean, the there were well, I mean, I don't remember exactly what the critical reviews were for for all three episodes off the uh, the top of my head. Um, the pushback. I mean, there was pushback to both Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, but specifically with Last Jedi, yeah, it was coming from you know the 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 Twitter sphere, you know, the social media universe, that kind of stuff, where you know people have all these outlets to bitch moan, complain, and every other damn thing that they didn't have, even when the prequels came out. So you get much more of that immediate feedback, if you will. And, you know, there was so much bitching about, oh, raise a Mary Sue. And uh, if you don't know what the Mary Sue concept is, I'm sorry, I'm not going to explain it to you here because I think it's a bunch of bullshit. You can Google it for yourself. Um, okay. But it's just some, it's, it's something that I it's a concept that, in my view, was invented by a bunch of, like, you know, incel males who uh, are depressed with and unhappy with their own lives, quite frankly. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and and they're threatened by strong female characters, so that's mm. that's my take on that. So that's I why I'm not going to so give it any ground. So yeah. let me just weigh in on on the on the female character since you just mentioned that. I think it's actually really cool that they had they switched it up instead of it being just the, the having the strong male role like in the first six movies that they switched it up and had a female role. Why not have a female role? It, it's you know, the force is strong with whoever it's strong with. Like that's just the way that the force is. And we, if you're a true star Wars fan, you know, that's how the force works. It doesn't pick male or female. It just says, okay, this person has a strong force. And by the end of the, by the third movie, you know, the, the rise of Skywalker, we learn why she's so strong in the force. It's kind of weird twist to me, but we find out why. So I think it's actually good. Why not have, a strong female character in a movie. I know some people were probably very upset and very hurt by that, but I don't think it's a big deal. They they did in the in Last Jedi. They made it seem like she came from nobody important. That was kind of where the story was going in the eighth one. They were kind of hinting that she had no ties to anything important. That she was just kind of a nobody. But then in the ninth movie, they completely changed that. So that was another thing that they changed from one to the the next. Like. Clearly, Rian had one way he wanted to go, and Abrams wanted to go a different way with that. Yeah, now, I mean, getting kind of getting back to the original question, you talk about should the films have had different directors, uh, since I know this was Joe's question, and he's not on with us at the moment to really kind of elaborate. Um, I'm not really sure what he means by that question. Like, should they have had different directors from 
who they had or should they like should have every episode had a different director the way like the original sequel or the original trilogy did you know i'm not quite sure what he means by that i mean originally colin colin trevorrow was supposed to direct the rise of skywalker but he was he backed out at some point and they they put abrams in and i don't remember exactly when they did that but it always kind of felt like well, okay, now actually I'm looking right at here. It says it was in September 2017, so it was a couple months before The Last Jedi came out that he backed out claiming creative differences with Kathleen Kennedy, who was like the big producer of the, the sequels, uh, and they brought Abrams back in. I mean, in a lot of ways it almost felt like because everybody seemed to love Force Awakens, they, like it almost felt like um, they were bringing Abrams back in to try to ensure that everybody was going to like Rise of Skywalker too. But like AJ said, they really... The, the biggest problem, and this again is something I might elaborate on a little bit more later. The biggest problem is that when you really look at all three movies kind of together, back to back to back almost, yeah. they don't quite mesh completely. Like the original trilogy and even the prequels, they really kind of all kind of fit from, you know, from mm-hmm. beginning of first movie to end of third movie. It never really quite happens in this trilogy. And it's, I think a lot of that is because they're like, well, we're not going this way or we're not going that route. Like they didn't have, it feels like they did not have a firm concept story for the entire trilogy in place when they started making them. And I think right. that's really what hurts I would have, in a lot of ways. I would have been okay if Abrams had done all three of them. So yeah. that's, and that's probably he, that's what, the question. If he, if he had done all three of them, there probably at least would have been a consistent tone because I mean, uh, even though, like, you know, they had a lot of the same people behind the scenes like, in terms of, like, the producers and stuff, they had, you know, different people, like, credited with, like, the scripts of them. I mean, so it wasn't like the original trilogy where Lucas was still, even though he only directed the first one of the original trilogy, you know, he was still writing and producing the sequels. And, you know, of course, with the prequels, he wrote and directed all of them. So, you know, yeah. like, the, at least at least that's one way to kind of ensure, you know, cohesiveness and, and everything. You know, obviously yeah. you can... You pick another. You can pick at other places with the first two trilogies, uh, but I, at least they had a, a sense of Con- cohesion from the continuity. From I think you're right about the the con- the lack of continuity in this this one. Yeah, yeah and it's, and it's like I didn't. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's like like what AJ was mentioning. I didn't mind them going with the concept that Ray is a nobody because that was also one of the concepts that I think Johnson was trying to introduce in the Last Jedi. Is that you know, you can be like a, you, anybody can be like a strong with the force. Anybody can be a force user, and it's like we kind of should have known that already anyway. Because you looked at like the Jedi Council and and the prequels or like the younglings and everything, and it's like yeah, it's just like random people. We don't know who they are, who they mm-hmm. all came, where they all came from, or everything. So it didn't have to be completely centered around you know the the Skywalker family and mm-hmm. and everything like that, and. And I don't know if you saw this, but uh, I think I think it was just this past week. Daisy Ridley, Daisy Ridley said in an interview that at one point she was supposed to be a Kenobi. So it sounds like that they were like changing their minds and and making making kind of making it up as they went along to a certain extent. So I think you kind of feel that when you watch it, uh, and 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 it does hurt a little. So yeah. well, and I think that's what confused me about. Um 
the rise of Skywalker is, you know, in the, in the previous movie, they're like, Oh, you come from, you know, uh, Kylo Ren's like, you don't come from anybody. You're nothing. You're nobody. You know, your parents were nobodies. And then to completely switch it up. And for anybody that didn't <laughs> watch the last, the, any of those, or is planning on watching him, spoiler alert, she's Palpatine's granddaughter. Like what? Like <laughs> it's, 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 it's a really out of left field thing. Right. Um, and that's what killed me about it because it's like this, like it's okay. Like in the overall premise, it, it's all right. But to be thrown that curveball when you're watching the movie, you're like, huh? Like what? Like what the, where the fuck did this come from? Like why all of a sudden is Palpatine involved in this movie again? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean that, that's another weakness of the trilogy starts to finish is Palpatine's involvement in the rise of Skywalker. Um, because Again, it literally comes from out of nowhere. I mean, you know, the first indication you get that he's involved in it at all is the title crawl uh, at the beginning of Rise of Skywalker. There's little to know, if I can remember, mention of him in Episode 7 and 8 at all. So it just kind of shows where I think they were just kind of overreacting as so time, time we, went on and everything. We started Episode 9 with an RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> oh my god an RKO <laughs> yes. well think about it I mean yeah like the, the openings moments of, of episode <laughs> nine, in addition to the crawl saying oh Palpatine is back from the dead somehow you see Kylo Ren right. just fighting other people and it's like who are these people fighting and apparently that, that one planet where he finds like the Sith Wayfinder is apparently supposed to be Mustafar which is you know, the planet from the end of Revenge of the Sith yes. and where Darth Vader's castle was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, he finds Exegil and he gets there and, like, you see that Snoke was apparently a, a clone of, of Palpatine. Uh, how? <laughs> Why? Why does he act like a different person then, you know? So, um, yeah. So, and that's the thing, like, you go through the first movie, so you're watching um, The Force Awakens, and you're seeing the ominous figure, and like, who, who's this dude? Like, all because all you see is the blue, you know, the blue hologram of him, and he's gigantic, which is kind of interesting. Like, they made a gigantic hologram, not the miniature size or the normal size one. He's a gigantic hologram, and you're like, ooh, this is really interesting. We don't know who this guy is. It's a brand new evil villain, and you're like, okay. Then you get to the second movie, um, uh, Last Jedi, and you're like, okay, there's Snoke. And you think, like, okay, he's going to get away because he's the villain. He's the, the mega villain in, the, in all three going to be the mega villain. And then he fucking dies. I'm like, what? Snoke was – Like, Snoke just died. I was like, There was like, okay, no, who's... no, no payoff there at all. <laughs> it was like, what the hell? So I yeah, was just like, um, it... this doesn't make any sense. Now who's the villain now? <laughs> right, and it's – I mean, constantly, like, there's the lines of dialogue about, uh, it, oh, it wasn't, you know, like, the lines between Han and Leia and Force Awakens where Leia's like, you know, you didn't, we didn't push him away, it was all Snoke, and, you know, Luke telling Ray about what happened when he tried to, cha- you know, train him, like, you know, Snoke had already gotten to him and all this and that, so Snoke's been around for a while. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's like, you know, it just, there's... 
there's just so much stuff that needs further explanation that doesn't get it and so it just doesn't make sense and it can be a little too distracting when you try to spend more than five seconds thinking about it and unfortunately if that's all it takes <laughs> uh, to, to start bringing up questions like that it's it, it does kind of make you go ah. we can it's, it makes, you start to, it, it makes you start to question your enjoyment. So We can move on if you want, Jeremy. Well, I just wanted to make mention, since we're kind of on this topic, like, it was what I thought made it weird, and I don't think this had anything to do with the three, with, with it being, the three movies being directed by different people, two of them by J.J. Abrams and the other one by um, the person I can't remember because their name is irrelevant to me. Um, <laughs> What made it – it wasn't the directing that made it so much worse. It's the fact that the storylines, regardless of who was directing, just didn't – like Pat – Darth Pat said, it didn't have any – it didn't – there was no continuity to the story at all from beginning to end. Like – and I don't think that would have made a difference if J.J. Abrams did all three because he wasn't writing them. He was directing. So, um, you know, visual effects, things like that might have been a little bit different and maybe you would have had a little bit more say in – you know, the way that the story was going, but I don't think it would have changed the way that they were written because it this the, the plot and the storylines were just not con- continuous throughout the three movies. So we're very weird. Very weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of concepts that are introduced that are just not followed up with. I mean, and maybe they are in like like the like the novelizations or maybe they will be in like future spinoffs or TV shows or whatever. But it's like there's too much of that. So let's 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 move on. As AJ was saying, we should move on to our next topic. And that is and this is an interesting one to me, um, because I find this the whole thing that started in The Last Jedi um, was very, very odd. And this is how impactful is the Ray and Kylo connection? I thought this was like one of the it was cool, but also like very very weird and kind of annoying at points and times throughout the last jedi in particularly with this supposed connection that they could see each other through the force when they were nowhere near each other like they were in completely different planets and solar systems and stuff like that it was like this is kind of odd like and kind of creepy too because he could have, like, there's a good thing there was no shower scene or anything like that, because he'd have popped in and around the shower and be like, woo, look at this. I'm a creepy, weird bastard, you know? <laughs> well, but, yes, but like most science fiction and fantasy movies, uh, you know, n- nobody ever goes to the bathroom and nobody ever practices <laughs> hygiene. So, yeah. <laughs> you never see those things in sci-fi and fantasy movies, do you? I, I agree with Jeremy that it was weird. It was a little bit weird. It was a little bit strange. So I don't know if that's the direction I thought that it was necessarily going to go with them. No, I mean, that's one of the few things that they, introdu- that they really introduced in The Last Jedi that they actually follow through with in Rise of Skywalker yeah. is their connection. The problem is <laughs> it still doesn't really make a lot of sense <laughs> because Snoke tells them he caused forced created whatever the connection between the two of them in in last jedi uh because i mean there's not a in force awakens you know um but you know snoke says that he 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 like was the one who created the 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 connection between them and whatever as a way of 
I guess getting her to trust him so that she'd come to him so you know Snow could then destroy her to me. Get to... <laughs> Why don't you come to me? <laughs> come uh, come to me. <laughs> anyway. Um okay. But anyway, so Snoke's saying that he, he causes the connection and everything. All right. All right. Okay. They never really explain how, but there's a lot of force powers that are seen in this in this trilogy that are never really explained. It's just, yeah, just accept it. Um, yes. <laughs> but so Kylo kills him. Shouldn't that break the connection? <laughs> you would think. Or, uh, or, or like damage it or damage it or do something to it. Yeah. Right, I get, but I guess the connection between them then was just too strong. Which, okay, I can I can run with that. And then it's like in Rise of Skywalker, I think they start is when I think Kylo says it, and then Palpatine says that they have a it's it's a dyad between them, you know. And that's like where Palpatine Palpatine's able to like use the strength of their connection to restore himself there, uh, and, and everything, which is like. All right, you know. <laughs> okay, so real quick, that was one of the dumbest things in all the Star Wars uh, sequels was where Palpatine sucks the life out of them like a – I don't even know what you'd want to say, but he <laughs> like sucks the life out of them and restores himself, but they're still like – oh they're okay they're you know they didn't wither away or anything like that they're just like temporarily hurt <laughs> yeah, like, it's like it's what? like you know we, we, we've seen things like that in movies before i mean most notably in anchorman 2 when john c <laughs> Riley playing the ghost of stonewall jackson you know like sucks out the the essence of the people in the fight scene you know <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just wanted to refer to that uh, but but yeah again it's it's just it's like it's one of a number of things where you just you just kind of basically told, hey, this is how it is. Deal with it. <laughs> and we like we like they like tease like maybe Finn has force powers, but we never really get anything out of that completely. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 another thing. It's like, you know, he just throughout Rise of Skywalker. You know, he's like, you know, something brought us all together, like, you know, and and. Damn it, computer! And I, you know, I just his have dark, a, his I, dark powers have taken over. Yes, they have. <laughs> he sucked uh, the light you know, out of his computer. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I, I just have a, I just have this feeling, and and all this other stuff, and it's it's something that it, it's a concept that it's like you know, once again, they're 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 saying that I think what they're trying to imply is that somebody can feel that they have a connection to the force without necessarily being able to use the force or manipulate the force like a Jedi or a Sith. But again, it's a concept that they, it's like, okay, here's one or two sentences sentences <laughs> about it, and let's move on. It's like a, it's like a, it's almost like a wrestling storyline that they never finish. <laughs> yeah. <it's>, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, it's like a G, it's like GTV. <laughs> I know what Pat's, I know what Pat's referring to. So it was something, it was something they did in the Attitude Era, Jeremy, uh, where. Uh, just like all of a sudden, randomly throughout like Raw, you'd see some backstage segment that you weren't supposed to see, uh, uh, and you know, those. you know, and like, <laughs> and they, they never uh, really told us who was doing it. And it kept, it kept just saying GTV, and like they never did say who was behind it. Supposedly, it was eventually going to be revealed to be Goldust, but Dustin Rhodes left the company mm-hmm. sometime in 1999. 
And I, th- I think the funny thing was, I think they still aired a few of those so-called GTV segments even after he left. So <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, I was disappointed with that thing with Finn because, like, he in the first in Force Awakens, he touches the lightsaber, even doesn't he? Well, yeah, he, he picks up the it. lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. So like, I was he like, all right. It, he uses it to fend off a couple stormtroopers when they attack Ma- Maz's bar, and then he fights Kylo on Star Killer Base until Kylo you know, overpowers him and everything. So which is should happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean he he obviously wasn't, you know he wasn't the chosen one. At least he uh, at least he fucked Phasma up in the second one. So essentially. Uh there, there's another topic, but uh Right. Well and I liked I liked Captain Phasma a lot. So but I and that was a weird that part was weird in that movie to me a little bit too. Ultimately, Captain Phasma's pretty worthless character. So I mean, the the cool thing about the people Kylo like her because she looks she looks cool and she's played by the actress from Game of Thrones. But it's yes. like yeah, the the cool thing from the Kylo Ren and uh, Ray connection was really at the end of the movie, and that's when she he force feeds her, you know, force sends her whatever the hell you want to call it, the second lightsaber to cross them and like defeat Palpatine. That was cool. Yeah, so that that was cool. Like, if you're gonna draw one thing out of that that made that whole connection make sense, is the way they ended the movie. I mean, the, the fight when they when they're fighting together in Last Jedi and that the the fight where Snoke dies, they they do some cool stuff in that. There's a couple of cool things I remember that happens in that fight too. I remember mm-hmm. being like, all right, this is pretty cool. They're fighting together. This is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, kind of getting back to the question. I mean, essentially the when you really come right down to it, then the, the whole trilogy really becomes about the connection between the two of them. Right. Um, and they, they really try to hammer it home when Ray's on the star destroyer about halfway through rise of Skywalker, when Kylo's confronting her again and he's like, you know, you know, my mother was, you know, the, the daughter of Vader, you know, your father was the son of Palpatine. We were both born out of darkness. So, you know, we both sh- should be dark or something like that. And that would probably work a little better if there had been more scenes with Ray showing like temptation or possibly slipping. I mean, in some ways, again, she is a little too perfect in that she never really seems like she's teetering that close. I mean, you could make the argument Luke never really does in the original trilogy either. But they use a very cinematic technique to kind of show that. It's like, you know, at the end of Return of the Jedi, when Vader's looking for him in the throne room and, you know, he's like reading his thoughts and everything, you know, you see Luke when it's like, you know, half of his face is light and half of his face is more or less dark and everything. Yeah. You know, so it's it's a cinematic bit of symbolism and everything. But other than Ray having a couple of really quick visions here and there, uh, you know, it feels like that they that was something else that unfortunately they just made a little half baked. That the and the one vision was awesome when she had the double bladed like, like the Darth Maul. That was cool. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, when she yeah, again, when she goes it, back it, to the star uh, the Death Star, yeah. Yeah, it was something. It was something that again they could have probably just elaborated on maybe a little bit further of course but like i said the rise of skywalker has too much going on in it as it is so yeah unfortunately joe is not on here still with us and me and joe wanted her to go bad like me and him have had this discussion <laughs> we wanted her to be go sith so both of them both me and him did for sure 
Yeah, see that would never work though. I mean, she's she's introduced in the Force Awakens as the as the character that you know you're supposed to be following. I know. You know? So her going bad would would not have made any sense really. It's it just wanted. So our our good friend Theo did message me and let me know that he's having some technical difficulties and he'll be back shortly. That's why he's not with us right now. But uh, the show must go on. We cannot if just you, stop the show. So if you feel the show is better without him, <gasps> how text, dare we? <laughs> text text one to five 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 five. If you feel the show is not better without without him. Text two to five by five. There's only answers that number. Results results will be tabulated never and never given. <laughs> and if somebody answers that number, hang up immediately. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. If somebody does reply to you, uh, say that you were tricked by a bunch of idiots on a podcast. <laughs> we of course we of course take no responsibility for your dumbass actions. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, that's fun. All right. And Joe, hey, Theo is back with us. So awesome. Yes, so yes. we're talking we've been talking while you were having your technical difficulties about the Kylo Ren uh, and the Ray connection. So we wanted to get your opinion on it. We all three of us think it was pretty weird and didn't make a whole lot of sense at times. So what do you think? Uh, the good old dyad. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I dyad because that was in there. <laughs> Diet something fierce. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Do that again, Patrick. Um, thank you. Gracias. So I'm for sorry. me, I wouldn't have minded so much if they would have been more uh, elaborated on it, the whole story. Mm-hmm. Maybe something, do something where they kind of started that connection, give it some more detail in the first one. And not kind of like uh, revealing most of it in the second one and then in the third one. Um, I mean, it could have worked. I just don't think they went about it the right way as far as introducing it the first time, uh, really, for the most part, in the second movie. Um, and it was just kind of weird. Like, are they are they best friends? Or are they lovers? <laughs> or are they... Are they, you know, booty calls for each other? And like, what is this? What, what is this? What's going on with this? Friends with benefits. I, I just don't understand the whole thing. You know, let's let's have a kiss at the end, but they're not romantically involved. Okay, so where are we going with that? I don't know. So I had mentioned. I said it was really good that he didn't, you know, do that while she was maybe taking a shower or something. But as Darth Pat mentioned, uh, in sci-fi, nobody brushes their teeth, takes a shower, or poops or pees. So you know. <laughs> There is no such thing in the future, so we all just defecate on ourselves and stink. <laughs> no, I didn't. Pat also, Pat also made a really good point too, Joe, where he said that Snoke was the one that supposedly created this connection, but when Snoke died, why didn't the connection end then? Like Pat said, that that was kind of strange. Yeah, I mean, you can look at it that way. It's kind of strange, but it's kind of like in the third movie, they're saying that. Palpatine was pulling the strings so if he's pulling the strings with Snoke then I guess it's kind of like he's the one who started it in the background by using Snoke possibly <laughs> if you could look at it that way you know Palpatine another aspect is the of ultimate it. puppet master 
I am the puppet master. Dance for me, puppet. <laughs> Definitely. So we did want to get your thoughts, too. Uh, because you were having the technical difficulties, we're going to take a quick step back to get your thoughts on Ooh. should there have been the different directors or should it just been one director for all three movies? Because we know the original plan was three different directors ended up being two because somebody had creative differences. Um, yes, yes. So we wanted to get your thoughts on that too real quick. Um, I don't believe the three different directors <clears throat> would have worked unless they really collaborated together to have a plan for all three movies. Um, you can definitely see the difference between Force Awakens to The Last Jedi and, you know, reading stuff after all the movies come out. You kind of hear that there was a lot of stuff going on where they really didn't know where the hell they were going with it. <laughs> and it seemed like they were kind of like, I don't want to say doing it on the fly, but doing shit at the last moment, you know, waiting for the last moment to, to, to go a different direction or specific directions in the movies. Because it's like, you know, you see where J.J. is doing his thing in Force Awakens, and then The Last Jedi comes in, and it kind of like, stop, hold up, let's, uh, let's bust a, a U.E. and uh, make a U-turn <laughs> and then go down, you know, a side road. We'll kind of keep going with this part, but we're going to go through a new whole new direction. And that's like when you start doing that, then it's kind of like you kind of take the vision of the previous director and you're kind of shitting on it to a certain <laughs> aspect. Um, not, it's weird because there's things in The Last Jedi I kind of liked, but I would have liked that more if that's if if those specific things were involved in the first one, in Force Awakens. Because I like the whole aspect of like other Force users out there. And I like the part at the end with the kid and the broomstick. You know, that's, you know, that, some of that stuff is different, and I liked it. Um, but some, you know, the stuff with Leia using her Force powers, but we're like, why hasn't she used them forever? And then we find out in the third one, well, she kind of hasn't. But it was just cool that they utilized her Force powers in that movie. And there's other things that are just very odd and, and whatnot from having, like, you're continuing a story, but with two different directors, you can totally see the two different visions. Um, so it's just kind of like, in it, in and I've seen stuff from like Colin's storybooks and, and, and things like that and what he's had uh, he had in store for episode nine, which are some cool parts in there too. But I think that would have been like another like three drastically different stories. And I don't think they would have fit mm -hmm. as as a, a third trilogy. They would have been like it would have seemed like they were each their own Star Wars movie and not even part of the whole Skywalker saga. Yeah. And and that's kind of what we can't decide what we had been talking about too. They just because there was the multiple directors, like there was no continuity of story. And I kind of put it out um, there is that the director has you know directs the movie, but it's all ultimately comes down to who's writing the stories. And they evidently didn't write them in to be that way. And the director didn't have enough input to cha make the changes that were necessary to you know keep everything content in a, in a continuous motion of okay this is what happened the first one now we're going to the second one now we're going to the third one so we don't want to, we, but we don't want to beat a dead horse because um, that just doesn't make sense so nope. real quick I, I, so no no I, I found this dead too. joke um, <laughs> it's okay um, so it was a part it was a couple couple comic book things on websites that I follow on a regular basis for movies and all that stuff I know George Lucas was I don't want to say had some say, but helped JG out on the third movie a lot, a lot of stuff. Okay. So it was, so they did a screening of the movie, 
Um, and there was like three, there were several scenes that were different. So there was a JJ version or George Lucas version and one of the other writers, I forget what his name is. So they kind of like scored each one. I don't think they were completed scenes per se, Mm -hmm. but they were different and they had a, you know, people at Disney ranked them and George Lucas's got a higher scoring than the other two. So here's, here's some of the stuff that was in that screening that I that I found. And the, the source that's from this is, is pretty reliable because he's pretty much come out with a lot of the, the secrets, per se, of all three movies that have been released. Okay. Uh, one of it is, Ray is alone on the Falcon, struggling with feelings of shame as anger threatens to lead her to the dark side. And she asks out loud, why is this so hard? Suddenly, even though she is alone, she hears the reply, life is a struggle, but in the struggle we become better. Ray looks up and sees Anakin Skywalker standing right beside her. It's his Force ghost. Um, the my uh, let's see. That would have been cool. Yes, I would have liked that. <laughs> so the guy who posted this said his source. Uh, his source was personally shown a screenshot of Anakin and Ray together on the Falcon. Hmm. Um, so that's some of the other things where there was speculation of Christian Hayden, you know, being on set and doing more stuff in the the movie um and then in the scene anakin reveals to ray how the emperor survived in return of the jedi and reveals information regarding the veil of the force and the emperor's sith mirrors that allows him to access the veil's powers so that is george's um version so the last part some people aren't going to understand um I do. Emperor Sith mirrors, so it, it's it's in the it's in Star Wars Rebels is yep. one of them. So in Star Wars Rebels, um, it's the final season, right? Pat, season three, I think. Um, four. Oh, four. Sorry, that's right. Season four, where Ezra um, uses this area. So it's an area where you can see the present, the future, and the past. And while he's in there, he can he hear you hear voices. He hears voices in the future. He hears Ray's voice, um, and other people in the movie. And he hears voices. They hear voices from the past. He goes in there because um, he he uses it to save Ahsoka from when her and Vader meet, and she finally kind of figures out that hey, Vader is Anakin because she cuts his mask and she can see some of his face and she sees his eyes and. You know, they have a little moment there. So he goes back and kind of pulls her out before she dies. But the Emperor is also trying to use that to create his own um, destruction, per se. So when you hear about the stories that rebooting the trilogy, that specific scene there is kind of a way that George Lucas was trying to use as input because if that was in the movies, they can they can reboot the last three, because that gives him a, a pathway to go in there and kind of use that to kind of reboot per se. Not that they would ever do it, but that's kind of how interesting that uh, would kind of play out per se. Go ahead, Pat. Well, that's 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 something I want to talk about more towards the end. Okay, we'll say that then. So there is something that I wanted to to put out there because I was watching one of these folks that likes to critique 
Star Wars movies, kind of like what we're doing, but they take it to the next level. Uh, um, and they had their yeah, they had their heart on, so to say, for <laughs> the fact that Finn, who is a non-force user, picked up a lightsaber and used it. Like God forbid somebody picks up a lightsaber that's not a force user. But yet, if you remember. And I know we all know this part where Han, though he didn't use it in a fighting scene, he picks up a lightsaber and opens up the Tauntaun to save Luke Skywalker's life. So it's not a big deal. Not a big deal. Um, now, granted, he does use it to fight Kylo Ren and gets his ass kicked then. Um, but for all those people out there, and I, I want to hear your guys' quick opinion on this. But to all those people out there that were like, that's retarded, it, it, uh, that's stupid, it doesn't make any sense, how is a non-force user? Guess what, dumbasses? It's a fucking sword. Like <laughs> This is what I say to those people, and Pat's going to do it too. <laughs> it's it's not a mythical or mystical piece of equipment or anything like that. It doesn't, not it's, not magic, it's not magical, it's a fucking sword. That's all it is. It's, like It's the same difference as a darksaber, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's so... It, those people that had their hard-ons for this, all those guys and girl, and girl any girls out there too, um, you're you're dumb. You're just literally dumb for thinking like that. Nobody can pick up a lightsaber that it's only for a force user because it, it's it's a fucking sword, people. Darth Pat. You know, well, I mean, uh, there's a there's a line that Luke says to Ray in uh, Last Jedi where he kind of. It's kind of it's kind of giving a middle finger to those people in a way too. What did you expect that I was just going to pick up a laser sword and take on the entire first order? It's like, <laughs> I know some people were very offended by Luke calling a lightsaber a laser sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you know, well, that's because you know this they they went with this you know depressed, disillusioned. Uh, characterization of of Luke, which was, well, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, not my. I don't, I'm not sure how to say it. Not, 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 it's, not, it's, not, it's not what I would have done, you know. Right. Uh, I I also it's it's the one thing that I can also say I really felt is wrong. Um, I mean, like, I just don't feel like Luke Skywalker would have ever gotten to that point. And I know Mark Hamill, I think he said the same thing to Ryan Johnson. He's like, look, this isn't the way I would have done with this character, but I'll, I'm going to play it the way that you wrote it and try to do it that way, how you want it, and blah, 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 blah. Right. But I, I just don't think that Luke Skywalker was the kind of character that, even with as disastrous as everything that what happened between him and Ben Solo was, with Ben Solo you know, killing half the students in his school, then going off with the other half, who I guess became the Knights of Ren, talk about another unexplained concept. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think Luke would have just given up. You know, he would not have taken his ball and went home. <laughs> Very uh, true. I, I so. just, I, I just, I just don't care for that characterization of Luke. But no, again, to get back to the question, yeah, it's, 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 it's a weapon. It's a tool. It's literally just a thing where you pick it up, you press a button, and this huge thing of light comes out of it, which can then be used, you know, to, you know cut things if you're not careful and every other darn thing, but it's not like opening the Ark of the Covenant. Well, I, I said it's it's not like Thor's hammer. You're not worthy. <laughs> I mean, I think I think I think some of those hardcore fanboys get a little little over the top because 
you know, the kyber crystal is part of you, depending on the color it changes to, blah, 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 all that stuff, which I get. But it's not like it's your heart and soul, per se. You know, lightsabers have been broken and they've created new ones. So it's not that it's not that uh, big of a deal, to be honest. No, it definitely is not. Um, which, with that... We're going to go into our stumper question for the day. But before we do, we just want to say a quick thank you to all our fans for watching us on YouTube, watching, uh, listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. We greatly appreciate it. If you are catching us on YouTube, please make sure you are liking the episode, turning on those notifications, subscribing to our channel uh, so you never miss an episode. And uh, if you feel free to leave us a comment because we'd like to know your thoughts. Uh, we'd like to maybe even hear what episode um, is your favorite or if you have ideas for us to do an episode on, like what you would like to hear us talk about and banter about. Um, also, make sure that if you're catching us on iTunes that you're leaving us a rating so we can jump up the charts and uh, more people like yourselves can hear us. Um, follow us on Twitter. We're there at four, the number four guys with the Z roundtable. And last but not least, always, always stay tuned to the end of the show and catch the Mount Rushmore, which is going to be based on Star Wars, which is our episode today that we're talking about, the trilogy that is the sequels. So, our stumper question is brought to us by whom both. today? Two guys. Oh, we're, two, oh, we're we doing have, we both stumper now. questions. That's right. So, Theo, do you want to do your stumper, or should we have Darth Pat do his stumper? Let's have Darth. Let's let's have the dark side, man. He can he can go first today. Okay, Apprentice of the Dark Side, give us your stumper question, sir. All right, I'm gonna give you a list of five, technically six people. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, here we go. Those people are Daniel Craig, Ed, Sheer- Ed Sheeran, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Carl Urban, and Princes William and Harry, the jolly old United Kingdom. Okay, I think okay. I know the answer to this one actually. All but one of these people had secret cameos in the Star Wars sequel trilogy as stormtroopers. Oh shit. Except except one. Which of that list did not cameo as a stormtrooper? Now I'm fucked. Because <laughs> <clears throat> I knew the stormtrooper part, but now I don't. Now I'm gonna have to take a wild fucking guess. And... My pick's urban. Okay. What was the I, list I have... again, Pat? Daniel Craig. I know Ed he was. Sheeran, and I know he was. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Carl Urban, and Princes William and Harry. I know those two were. I'll I'm, say I'm, JGL on that one. I'm, I'm gonna okay. go. I'm gonna go with Carl Urban too. Okay, AJ, you are correct. Fuck. Nice, nice job, AJ. See, Joseph, my Joseph, thought, my thought no, was because my thought was because Urban was in. The Star Trek movies with J.J. Abrams, so I figured he would he would use them. That that's why I went that route. Yes. Well, here's the thing: Joseph Gordon-Levitt does have a cameo and a credited cameo at that. Just not as a stormtrooper, right? In the Last Jedi, he does the voice of an alien character named Slowen Low. <laughs> Slowing lows the tempo. He he is seen on the Canto Bite scene. Uh, scene. 
He's reporting to the authorities about how Finn and Rose. I, 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 I remember that character. Illegally, illegally parked their ship on the beach. Yes. And then you see him a second time where, like, when they're trying to make their escape from Canto Bite, basically, you know, he kind of, or when they're trying to approach the, the actual Code Breaker, who was played in a cameo by Justin Thoreau, <laughs> um, he, he all of a sudden shows up again and he's like, Yep, it's them. It's those ones. They're the ones who park their their speeder on the beach, and he's speaking with kind of like a like a United States Southern accent. So, <laughs> uh, but like his cameo was credited. Now, like the other people I mentioned, they're not listed in like the official credits. Yes. Um, they, they but they all did cameo stormtroopers. It's been confirmed in various ways. And Daniel Craig, I think, has the most famous slash obvious one he's the stormtrooper who ray you know like mind yes, tricks yes, in, yes. in force awakens and you can tell it's his voice if you know his voice it was like. you yeah. said prince prince william and harry yeah, yeah. they 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 okay. appeared in the, they appeared in the well, last no. jedi i want to ask etch, i, I want to ask i want to ask somebody else the trivia question so i'm writing it down so i get yeah. it right Edge, oh. Yeah, so so Daniel Craig's was in Force Awakens. Uh, Princess William and Harry were in Last Jedi. Ed Sheeran and Carl Urban were in Rise of Skywalker. Now, where were those four? No idea. Uh, Danny Danny Harrison, the son of George Harrison of the Beatles, also did a cameo as a stormtrooper in Rise of Skywalker. I didn't list him because I didn't think he's quite as famous as the other people. And uh, Tom Hardy also did a cameo as a stormtrooper for The Last Jedi, but it was actually cut. All right, that's All right. a good one, Pat. All right, Theo, hit us up with your stumper, Stumpy. Is that Joe's new nickname on here, Stumpy? Well, you better fucking slow down with that shit right now. <laughs> well, Stumpy, if you don't get going, we're going gonna... <laughs> to... Considering the fact that six foot two and how short are you two guys? Hey, I'm five. I'm five. Uh, five eight. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you. You best be referring to the two of them. You're gonna talk about height. Oh, oh, I definitely am. I definitely am. That's all right. I know I'm short. I'm okay with it. Lord have mercy. <laughs> short people got. Uh huh. Yes. How many people did Darth Vader kill in Empire Strikes Back? And who were they? It's a two-parter. Um, shit. Who else does he kill? Damn. Or was he an admiral? He might have been an admiral. Regardless. Yeah. He kills the, uh, the big rhino. I don't know what else he kills. Is that it? No, he has to kill something else. <laughs> he has to kill something else. <laughs> he has to kill something else. It can't just be one guy. <laughs> I know because I just remember that scene because he's like, I will not fail you, Lord Vader. He's like, and see that you don't. You know, I remember that kind of. <laughs> so there's at least one. He got one. Yeah. It's more than one, but okay. I just can't think of. Somebody say something. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. Uh, well, does, does AJ have a guess? Uh, no. <sighs> I, I don't. I know. I remember the guy that Jeremy's talking about. And that's that's probably it. You know, I'm thinking to myself that it quote should be more, 
but I'm only coming up with two. Admiral Oz. more the story you kind of make him as the one of the one of the the new people in force awakens and he kind of has a little bit going on in the last jedi and then he kind of falls off the planet um in the third one with the exception of kind of like his you know trying to go save ray at the end and whatnot i just don't think his i think it could have been more with his story um you could pick like probably like six people who could have had more of a story but i think it's kind of the fact that i think besides having the the original three from uh original three actors in those movies and kind of having their stories i should say original four i forgot about chewy um you know having them in there and having them involved i think it took away from some of the other ones as far as uh, character building but you know finn's definitely one of them um, and you, you get a glimpse that he's trying to tell Ray at the end he's kind of has some force powers or something with the force, but this doesn't really happen. So mm-hmm. Finn will be one of them. Yeah, I think uh, Darth Pat mentioned that earlier about Finn 
mentioning something about a connection with the force and they never yeah. played that out, which was, I don't know if that was good or bad, but there definitely could have been something possibly there that they could have, you know, expanded upon. All right. Darth Pat, a character that you believe should have had more of a story. Well, I mean, we've kind of already uh, mentioned it, but it, it really has to be Rose and you like the character, don't like the character. Uh, I mean, let me just say, whether you like the character, you don't like the character, all these people online who decided to take out their grief or an anger or whatever on the actors who played the character. I mean, that's some pretty big fucking bullshit right there. It's like, you know, pretty she cool. didn't she didn't write the goddamn character. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, just once again, it show just proves to me how certain people out there are threatened by strong female characters. But uh, it really has to be Rose because, again, they introduced her in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. They... Ray, Finn, Poe, Chewbacca, C-3PO, and BB-8, when they went, go to Pasana, I believe the planet was called, which is like where they where they were going to find, you know, the traces of, of how to get to Exegel and where they first meet up with Lando. But it's oh, yeah. like, they, they even say to where it's like, uh, well, first of all, I think it's like literally the first point where, where Rose and Finn interact in Rise of Skywalker and it's just Finn just kind of very casually saying to her, it's like, well, Rose, last chance to come with us. And she's like, oh, the general wants me to study the old Star Destroyer schematics. <laughs> yeah, that was that was lame. <laughs> and then I'm not even so sure if she was involved in any. I, I just watched it and I can't even remember. She, I think she had to be involved in the like the, the final assault, like the big battle at the end, like where they land on the Star Destroyer to try to, you know, take out the uh, the the tracking system or whatever it was that they needed to leave the planet. Um, but again, it's like whatever stuff there was that existed in last of Jedi, they just totally dropped in, in, in rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And again, it's really because of the change of directors. And it was basically like Abrams just felt, I guess he had just no time for the character, whatever, but she again, like or hate the character. It just, it's it reflects badly to just introduce her as an important character in the second one and make her so less than important in the third one. Yeah. Very true. AJ. I'm going to go, have... I'm going to go with uh, DJ Benicio del Toro's character. I loved him. So, okay. and that's another one of those director things. I'm like, Oh, maybe they're going to get him in the end in this one. Cause he fucked them over. In mm-hmm. the last Jedi, so I think ah, maybe in the next one they're going to get back at him, hunt him down, and he disappeared too. You'd so. at least, you, yeah, you'd, you'd at least like to know if he was able to get off the Star Destroyer before 
you know, like it got like split in half by uh, Admiral Holdo's uh, maneuver and everything. I really, I really liked him. Like, I even bought the Funko Pop for his character because I really liked his character in that movie. So yeah, that that, that is a character. That is that is a character you could do fun things with if they ever do like, you know, any kind of spinoffs, like like say future movies or TV shows or animated shows. Uh, you know, I doubt he'd come back to voice an animated role, but you know that that would be something that you know you could do potentially fun things with uh, if you wanted to. But uh, again, I don't know what the novelization or anything like that says. But again, you don't even know what his ultimate fate is. So. No, you don't. That's why I, I just I really liked his character. So he he was that guy from the movies that I'm just like, oh, I really liked him. Yeah, his character was pretty interesting. It was. <laughs> it is. It was. It was cool. Um, Definitely was. My character that I really think that they could have had more of a story for was really Snoke. Um, because, you know, you get you get in the first film, you get this, you know, and I mentioned this before, you get the ominous figure in the giant hologram. And you're like, OK, who is this? And then you finally find out who it is in The Last Jedi. And you're like, OK, cool. And so he's like the, the new super villain. And you're like, OK. And, you know, they they bring Ray to him and and then he's fucking dead. So, <laughs> like, OK, like if they would have done it, like, I don't think they needed to bring back Palpatine. I don't know why it happened now, but I don't think it was necessary. They could have had Snoke never encounter Ray until the third movie. Let that be the encounter. Let that be the final battle to end it. You know, and maybe then find out that Snoke was really a Palpatine clone, that that was the way that Palpatine was holding on to, you know, and controlling the the current future, you know. Yeah. yeah. And do something like that, twist it at the end with that. Um, Because I think there was a lot to go with Snoke and and still develop that evilness of who he was and how controlling he was of Kylo Ren and, and that. But, you know, as we know, they they. Killed him off and said, "Okay, well, now what do we do? Oh yeah, bring back Palpatine and say he wasn't really dead." So, <laughs> I didn't yeah. like I didn't like Snoke. I I didn't like Snoke at all. So like yeah, he was they, actually the villain I probably liked the least in all the movies was Snoke. So the, the the problem again with Snoke is again like it's just a lot of huh with him because <laughs> again he he keeps on being referred to as being this like all powerful evil who drove Ben Solo to the dark side. And then creates this connection between Kylo Ren and, and Ray, and then gets off. To, you know, kind of, it was kind of cool kind in a way. Yeah, kind of half like that, uh, especially especially like uh, like after the battle's over, when General Hux goes to to figure out what's going on, and you know, like the top of his body is is uh, is is already toppled over, but then like his legs kind of fall down too. But then like the one hand is still on the chair. You know, so it's like it's, it's like when the lightsaber went through him, it also like severed like his hand at the wrist. I guess you know, it's that's you know, kind of dark for a Star Wars movie. That's all I'm saying. Uh, um, but again, it just it it really feels like that they, I I I don't know what. I don't know what JJ's original intention for Snoke was. If it was always to, for him to have been a Palpatine clone, if that was the case, there really needed to be some kind of an illusion or some kind of like a like a foreshadowing element to that in Force Awakens. I don't know if Ryan Johnson talked to him about, "Hey, I'm going to kill Snoke," in in, in this one. 
you know, it's just like you, again, you just wonder about like what was going on. So that's the problem again. It's like the, the lack of cohesion we talked about earlier is what yeah. I think really shortchanged a lot of shortchanged a lot of these characters. Yeah. Too too I, much unknown and changing changing things and not being on the same page with each director per se. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And I think if they would have allowed Snoke, I I think for AJ it would have changed his opinion about him because maybe we would have got to see like his ability to control the dark force in maybe fight and become a true like that true like badass evil villain that we know Star Wars is known for without having to bring back you know Palpatine so yeah I mean he and, used force lightning once or twice and like you know manip- like used the force to like when like Ray tried to snatch the lightsaber he like snatches it back and like hits her in the back of the head with it but yeah <laughs> But, like, yeah, we never really see him, like, really using the Force, yeah, or being yeah. evil in that way, so, yeah. I was, that's why I think I was okay with Palpatine being, pick, me having to pick between Palpatine and Snoke, I would have rather had Palpatine in that scenario, because I just didn't like Snoke, I, I, I kind of thought he was a pansy, so. Well, like I said, I would have, I would have been fine with it if, if they had hinted at Palpatine in any way. No, 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 I know, I know, I'm just saying that I just... For some reason, I just didn't like Snoke. I don't know why. I, I can't really put my finger on it. I just didn't really like him. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I read that they, from the beginning, they they, they knew they were going to bring Palpatine back. I just think it's the way they went about it is very, very yeah. odd. And it's kind of like, it, it reminds me. I think, that, I, think, I think that's a cop-out for them saying that, but that's <laughs> I mean, it, seriously, it could be. I mean, because mm-hmm. the other thing, too, is like, I feel like there's elements they took from the whole concept of Rise of Skywalker as the the comic book I read in the 90s where, you know, in the comic book, Palpatine, you know, finds a way to survive through, like, I forget what it was specifically was, but then he's able to turn Luke to the dark side and then Leia goes and saves him and then they confront Palpatine and they both kill him, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, it's, the same, that... it's the same concept except they're using Ray and Ben and right. just in a, a different concept. I don't know if it was a clone. I can't remember if it was a clone, was a clone. or not. In, in yeah. the comics, it might have been as yeah. well because, Darth, you know, he, he figured out from Darth Sidious how to survive the death or whatever. You know, so, I mean, it's kind of like a similar concept, but I mean, I don't know if they pulled from that comic book or try to use that at the last minute for that. I mean, Daisy really just came out and said one minute that she was going to be a Kenobi. Yeah, to, we, we, we said that while you, you were. Know, okay, okay. So, you know, that <laughs> yeah, whole thing is that. That, that that shows how much they were all over the place from one director to another. So, so in the novel, in the book for it, it does say that he, like, was, like, living through different clones this whole time. Like he like in in the novelization it says it was not one person he was like living through a different clone you know like it was multiple clones that's what it says in the book so and, and another thing I have an issue with is for Disney um, I don't know if they don't trust something with the Star Wars but I just kind of feel like they gave a lot of time to the Russos to you know. They can make the Avengers movies as long as they fucking wanted to, and it was Do fine. whatever they wanted. Yeah, but it seemed like they were restricting a lot of stuff with Star Wars, and I don't understand the concept because I, the other thing I, I kind of feel like they're banking on is they're banking on Disney Plus, and they're banking on, well, you guys don't know what happened. There's a lot of dead. There's a lot of open-ended stories because. Well, fuck, we can have that because we can throw it in a novel. We can create a new animated series. We have the Mandalorian we can tie stuff into. 
We had the Kenobi series, which I did read as like eight years after Return of the Jedi. Um, so it's I feel like they're they don't care that there's open ended shit because they can use it in some they can tell that story in some other aspect, which is is weird. Not eight years after Return of the Jedi, Joe. That was I just read that today when McGregor did an interview with somebody. He said it was eight years after Jedi. But he's. He's already dead. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was thinking. Oh, no. Revenge Slow of the down. Sith? Slow. Yes, yes. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about Mandalorian for a second. I'm like, I think they yeah, just said that that's five fault. years after Jedi. <laughs> no, that's, that's my fault. Hey, Get we all have we all have our moments. No, it's, it's, Trust I, me, knew, I, I knew what he, I, I knew he was probably <laughs> meant to say something else. AG was given the stink face and, and yeah, he saw giant turd fell there. under fell under his nose again. <laughs> uh, no, no, I just I just feel like they're 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 Jesus Christ. They're depending on other avenues to tell the stories and not yeah. just have like meaningful movies, but yet they'll let they let the Avengers and the Marvel just make 25 it. movies to get to their point. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. Have a two-hour, forty-five-minute movie, but or a three-hour movie, but they can't have a Star Wars movie go that long and tell their story. Yeah, it is kind of odd, but that does lead us up to our final thing, which is our Mount Rushmore today. Well, um, wait, 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 wait! One second, one second, one second. I'm sorry. Before yes. we get to that, before we get okay. to that. This is something I kind of mentioned before I want to talk about. Joe also made an allusion to it. There was a story going on a month or two ago, maybe a little bit longer, about how there's – because like the receptions to both Solo and I think to a certain extent of Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, both critically and commercially, were not what they were hoping for. They've kind of pumped the brakes on Star Wars movies. Now, they supposedly they still have one – they intend to release in, I think, two years, but they haven't announced what it is. And considering we're still in such heavy lockdowns because of the pandemic and everything, God only knows if they're actually going to get to that point. But they, they they do intend to start making Star Wars movies again at some point. I mean, right now they're just focusing on, like, The Mandalorian and some other things. Uh, but there's a story about there's, like, a power struggle going on within Disney, specifically within Lucasfilm right now. Like I mentioned Kathleen Kennedy before. She's been kind of like the the main producer since Disney bought Lucasfilm. So there's apparently her side, and then there's apparently a side that is like kind of more loyal to George Lucas, which supposedly includes John Favreau, who's the creator of The Mandalorian, and okay. Dave Filoni, who was the creator of The Clone Wars. So there's this talk about like there's gonna be a power struggle and Kathleen Kennedy is gonna get forced out. And then they're going to hmm. redo the sequels. Well, that would be terrible. Like we don't need to redo the sequels. Yeah, they're gonna. They said that they would redo the sequels through what Joe was alluding to, uh, you know, earlier. The, the mirror. The, the mirrors concept, which they introduced to Rebels. Now, I just want to say this: if you think that Disney is going to spend the money to reboot the sequels, when? There's no way Harrison Ford will appear in these movies again. When Carrie Fisher has passed away, and when they have spent millions and millions and millions of dollars on theme park attractions at Disney World and Disneyland that are centered around the sequels as they currently exist, 
if you honestly think that after with with all those factors in play, mm-hmm. that they're going to just somehow go and like redo a sequel trilogy that has nothing to do with the sequel trilogy that they just did, allow me to say you are a fucking idiot. Okay, <laughs> there is just no god damn chance and if you think that that's going to happen you're really going to engaging in wish fulfillment that's just never going to be fulfilled you know okay i understand that you may didn't maybe didn't like the sequels tough i didn't maybe really like the prequels all that much am i clamoring for them to be redone no it's what it is okay you just have to accept it it's a fucking movie yeah we can't do but we can't be spider-man to redo that uh 17 different times okay <laughs> yeah okay it's like <laughs> some things need to be a little sacred here uh but <laughs> as obsessive as you can be about these movies and lord knows i've been obsessive about them in my lifetime at some point you just need to as elsa would say let it go you really really do <laughs> let it go <laughs> I'm interested to see. You want to sing that for us, Pat? Uh, No, no, I do not. I'm not. I'm not a a Dina Menzel. Okay. Um, (laughs) You just. I'm interested to see where else they're going to take Star Wars going forward. Like, I want to see more of the Mandalorian. I want to see the Obi Wan series. I want to see the uh, Cash and Andor series. Uh, You know, the character from from Rogue One, because those are parts of the star wars you know universe universe you haven't seen before i want to see new stuff i don't want to see them try to you know redo something because there's certain people out there who feel like that these were a failure on some level and again i think on some levels they were they were a failure like i like the movies individually i don't really like them necessarily as a trilogy for the for the reasons we've we've discussed you know there's still so many moments though that bring like a tear to my eye or make me laugh or get me excited you know so there's still there's still more good moments than than bad moments i really can't remember see i'm rambling i know (laughs) well i'm glad you caught it There, there's, there's, I mean, there's so many moments Get in the, the prequels. Point. <laughs> there's so many moments in the prequels where you kind of cringe because the scenes are painful to watch. You know, mostly scenes in like Attack of the Clones between Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen because they're not very well acted, they're not well directed. The screenplay is kind of like, oh my god. I really don't remember there being a lot of moments like that in the sequels where they just kind of made me like cringe to watch it. You know, no. so look, it's just you're just gonna have to accept that these were the movies that were made. And hope that they start getting it right going forward. Let's just so if real quick, and I'm not. I I've thought about this, and I'm sure Pat has. I hope Joe. If you have to put the nine movies in order from which one you like the best to least. Well, okay. Now, once again, there since you since we've discussed this a little bit recently with like the WrestleMania matches and stuff. Yes. Are you talking about our favorites? Or, yeah. Like or, if or, or, if you're or what we, th- or what we think is best favorites uh, i mean i i have them in order for like w- which one i like the best to worst essentially okay so, so i guess it's what you like all right well give us give us your order and we'll just see if okay. we can kind of agree on this we'll see empire empire's my one the return of the jedi would be two revenge of the sith three force awakens four new hope five rise of skywalker six Last Jedi, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. That would be the order I would put the movies in of what I like to not like. I would switch a couple around, not many, um, but yeah, 
I'm pretty. I, I agree with pretty much all that. I probably switch where Phantom Menace and New Hope are, just because I was. Uh, I'm a big. I I enjoy the original trilogy better than I liked any of the prequels. But that's just a personal preference. So, Pat. Uh, okay. In terms of like favorite, Return of the Jedi has still always been my favorite. Okay. Even though I know, even though I know, Empire Strikes Back is the superior film. But I would say Jedi, Empire, A New Hope, Force Awakens. Rise of Skywalker, Revenge of the Sith, Last Jedi, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. Okay, so we agree on the last one, at least, for sure. Yeah. What about you, Joe? Um, Jedi's first, Revenge of the Sith, second, Empire's third, A New Hope, fourth. Uh, after that, I really can't tell okay. you, to be honest. Are Phantom Menace um, and Attack of the Clones at the end, or... Phantom, see, it's hard because you you guys don't like Phantom Menace. I actually like Phantom Menace. Um, actually, it's hard because I liked Attack of, of the Clone. I after those those specific ones, I liked all the rest of them. I just I would have trouble trying to figure out which one I would put in order from least to worst. So generally, our top three seem similar, at least. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so. I need a one-word answer to this next question, okay? And then we're going to do our Mount Rushmore. Okay. Does the entire trilogy work, yes or no, Darth Pat? As a trilogy, no. AJ? Just the last three, you're saying? Yep. Uh, uh, no. Theo? No. And we no. are all in agreement. The, the, the trilogy... The prequels do not, not, sorry, the sequels, not the prequels, the sequels do not work as a trilogy. We're all in agreement with that. I kind of figured that's where we were going to go, but I wanted to throw that last question out there for all of us. So let's move on to Mount Rushmore, which means we are coming to the end of our show, our sword, end of the sword, which I want to give some people. Um, no. <laughs> our lightsaber sword. Yeah. Um, our laser sword. Our show. And that means it is time for Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore today is going to be our favorite character from the sequels. So our favorite character, whatever character we want to, this should be interesting. Let me go uh, last because I went first on the other two and I stole Pat's answer twice. So let me go last. No, you got no. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you go last this time. <laughs> so we don't need a long. Nobody needs to go long winded as far as a story. We just want to, you know, because we've pretty much talked about all the characters pretty much in detail, which we, you know, so what Darth Pat, since you have had your answer stolen twice by AJ, <laughs> you can go first. You can, you go, can first go first this time there, Darth Pat, who is your Mount Rushmore favorite character? Well, I think this might surprise some people. Okay. Well, I'm going to say BB-8 because I just find him so entertaining. So going with the droid. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just remember like seeing the, like the very first teaser trailer for Force Awakens back at the end of 2014, you know. So I'm like, I remember said like, "What the hell is this ball droid rolling around <laughs> on the ground and everything?" But th cool. I think they did. I, I think they did a really good job at, at just making him a really a full fledged character. He serves a lot of purposes. I mean, he in a lot of ways he he, he does more than like three PO and R two ever did in the original trilogy. Um, but they also found ways to, you know, to make him very expressive, make him very emotive, uh, to make him really be really a full-fledged character. Uh, and, you know, I always just find it really, one of my favorite scenes from the whole trilogy is, uh, 
when they get back to their base and Force Awakens, when uh, like like after he and Poe have been separated, and he thought Poe was dead and everything, and he sees that Poe is alive, and like you know, he goes rolling up to him, and you can tell how excited he is and everything. So I just found like the connection between him and Poe to be to be kind of cute, and then you know the loyalty he has for Ray as well is. Uh, mm-hmm. Is 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 also pretty cool. So I I just like BB-8 a lot. My favorite scene with BB-8, um, most my favorite comical scene is where he flips Finn the bird with his little lighter. <laughs> well, see that's 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 a good that that I think is a little bit of a um, that is fun. controversy, if you will. I think some people think he's flipping him off, and I think some people think he's supposed to be giving him a thumbs up. So either way, it was, either uh, way, it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. You know, so it's like you know, yeah, you know, pick whichever one you want. Either way, it works for you. You know. <laughs> so all right, Theo, favorite character from the sequels. This one's hard. This is a hard one for me to pick. Uh-huh. Uh huh. For these sequels, so a little backtrack. I'll give an honorable mention of of story. You know, character building. Uh, Captain Phasma and Maz, um, two okay. other characters that could have had more of a backstory and more involvement. Um, what is that noise? Stop beating on your desk, damn it! <laughs> I'm thinking. It's my thinking. I, I don't. <laughs> Wait, that's beating on my desk. All right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Poe. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Poe. I like fighter pilots. He's kind of scoundrelly a little bit. Yeah. He's as close to yeah. a scoundrel as you're getting. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a little scoundrel. <laughs> <laughs> you, you find out his past in, you know, uh, Rise of Skywalker when they go to um, whatever the fuck that planet was um, to get K- help K- with... Uh, K- K- Kajimi? Yeah, whatever. What? Uh, yeah, I don't really have a lot. I, I just... You know, Poe's character kind of fits, you know, some of the other people I like. So I'm just going with Poe. All right. Now I have to rethink mine because I was going to go with Poe Dameron, too. <laughs> so, so somebody stole an answer of somebody on all three Star Wars ones. <laughs> yes, it, it's yeah. just going to happen. There's you know, people we like who we like. So, AJ, well, I think of another character that I really enjoy. Why don't you take it and uh, tell us who your favorite character was? Uh, I'll, I'll go with Ray. So... She was really good. Pat said she was really good at playing the, like, we got the female character that was force powerful and stuff, and she did a really good job of playing that part. She's always, she's good in every movie. So, like, she's, yeah, she is. Her, her, her character and Finn's characters, to me, were the best characters in the movies, like, consistently. I like Poe, too. I'm not disrespecting Poe, but I think Ray. She did a really good job in all three movies. I think she would be the person I liked the best in all three movies. So I'll, I'll go with Ray. I think she did a really good job. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to have to go out of left field here because um, as much as I would like to say Finn, um, I really couldn't stand his freaking character in that movie, mm-hmm. in any of the movies. I, I just couldn't get behind that character. Um, so out of left field comes... Leia. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I liked Leia's character um, because you saw like what the years did to her as far as her temperament and the way she acted. You know, she went from being, you know, this um, 
princess, you know, the, the princess character to being, okay, a mother who lost her child, technically, you know, in, yeah. in a sense, uh, to being a full-blown leader of a, you know, a resistance and not, you know, where it was the rebels before now, it's the resistance. Um, so she had an evolution of her character, which was really interesting. It's unfortunate that she did pass during the making of the movies because it would have been interesting to see if she would have survived to the end or if that really would have been her end where she passed using those force powers to connect with uh, Kylo Ren, her Definitely. son. So, um, but I really like that kind of evolution. And it was, I thought, I thought it was fitting to have her be in all three uh, movies since she was yeah. willing to do that um, because she was kind of the character that tied everybody back to the, the original because she was the reason why, Luke and them find you know originally go to um, where the hell did, I can't even remember where they went to find her originally the Star Destroyer the Star Destroyer well they went Thank to Alderaan you. they went looking for Alderaan and then they yeah. find her on the Star Destroyer you know there, she's the original reason and then she's the original reason why Ben turns good again you know uh, you know the final reason I should say not the original reason so I'm gonna go with Leia so that would be mine so our Mount Rushmore for tonight which is favorite character from the star wars sequels is bb8 poe dameron ray and leia a pretty interesting it's definitely uh, an interesting one yeah because it's a good one though yeah, interesting, yeah it is because we have we have a droid we didn't put a droid on any of the other ones so that was de that's <laughs> definitely different and I and I like I really like Darth Pat's pick with the droid. I thought that was pretty cool. I, I wanted to take Kylo Ren, but he was a whiny bitch in this. Like at yeah. times, like it was hard for me to take him. Yeah, like that was and, the other thing. Yeah, so. there there yeah there are some elements of that. Hey, before we before we before we run away, okay. I want to ask I want to ask I want to ask this cool because I know you're trying to get to wrap up. So no problem. I just want to ask I just want to ask this question of you guys because it's something that. I think some people complained about, and it's something that kind of always bothered me to an extent. Okay. How annoying, I guess, is the best word I can think of, was it for you that Han and Luke never have a scene together? That didn't bother me at all. Um, it bothered me. I, 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 I'm indifferent. <laughs> okay. I mean, it would have been cool, but... in. I mean, the way yeah. that the story was constructed, it was basically impossible. But yeah. to me, it's then it's like, well, don't construct the story that way then. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. I think that was that was a missed opportunity at some point. Yeah, so I mean, that, that's that's what I just wanted to ask. So yeah, yeah, no, good question because it, you know, for for us true Star Wars fans, it is kind of a cool thing that would have been nice to see. But it is what it is. They are just movies, and we don't yep. direct them or write them. So you know. Yep. <laughs> All Pat, right, so that... Pat might think he does sometimes, but <laughs> no, trust me. I I've gone over in my head to, like a few times. I'm like, <laughs> whenever I get to a part where I go like, well, I didn't really like the way they did that. I guess, and then I my the next thought that I have is, all right then, smartass, how would you have done it differently? And then I and then I and then I my immediate answer to that is, uh... exactly. So, yeah. And that's so, the way exactly. most people should think about it is, uh, I don't know how I would have done yeah, it. So. It's like if I really like <laughs> sat down and thought about it for like a long time, maybe I could come up with something. But yeah, so I mean, I don't I don't try to kill myself with <laughs> with silliness like that. Good point, Pat. All right. So that does bring us to the end of our show. And we hope every single one of you enjoyed it, including our listeners in the UK, which 
just want to give another yeah. shout out to you guys. We appreciate you guys. Uh, so wherever you're to the person in, in the UK, Darth Pat is single. <laughs> oh Jesus, God, um, are you serious? Uh, right un, 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 unlike, unlike the aforementioned William and Harry, I think they're both uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're both uh, you know preoccupied. Now yes, our UK listeners are like, well, forget this. I don't want to listen to these guys anymore. We've now lost the UK <laughs> listeners. Um, yes, yes, we have. But in my, in my defense, I was not the one who started us down this path. That was all AJ. So exactly. you, you right. hold him accountable for that. So uh, I will. I'll take full accountability. All right. So, so uh, all right. what are what, what are we doing next time, uh, Jeremy? So next week, fans, we are talking about absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> It is going to be a pure out bullshit session. It's going to be like a Seinfeld episode then. Yes, which I never liked Seinfeld either, so uh, that should be fun. Um, But no, it's going to be like yes, it is going to be show about nothing. That's that's all I was saying. Yes, no, I know, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, everybody. So tune in because we really are talking about nothing. We are just going to bs the whole thing and see what the heck comes out of it and hopefully you guys like it it might get a little raunchy so just be prepared if you got young listeners uh listening with you be prepared for some raunchiness because it's probably going to be a little raunchy um, it'll be my fault <laughs> <laughs> sure joe sure the least the least perverse of the four of us is pat <laughs> very true very true people so <laughs> I don't week. know how that works. Uh, <laughs> I'm leaving that one alone. I'm leaving that one alone. You know, so that's, again, as, we know. as with a lot of my shtick, it was a quote for this case from a Chris Farley SNL. So I'm leaving that one alone. <laughs> don't worry. We knew what you were talking about. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I know Chris Farley and SNL. So anyways, um, thank you guys for tuning in. It was been a, it's been a great show. We hope you guys were entertained. And once again, tune in next week as we do talk about absolutely nothing and everything, uh, which will make it just a very fun, comical show. And like I said, it may get a little raunchy. So just if you do have young listeners, make sure you cover their ears maybe at some certain points. <laughs> earmuffs. <laughs> yeah, some earmuffs. But until then, we'll leave you and catch you on the next episode.